Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Really enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Duncan. We're lucky to have access to him. He's such a good friend of mine and this show. And uh, it's still fun watching the Saints, and it's going to be even funner, I think, watching the Pelicans as they get down the stretch. A lot of fun. A lot of fun talking to, to, to Jeff and sort of getting a behind-the-scenes look at all the bits and pieces. So it'll be interesting as they get in, as they head toward the San Francisco game. Do they have a chance? Maybe they do, but we'll, we shall see. Hey, listen, I've had the opportunity to uh, spend some time on Gerard's show here on Super Talk, talking about the Elon Musk purchase of Twitter, and I decided to spend you know a couple segments here on Coast View today, just talking about it with my friend. Ashley Edwards. Ashley is extraordinarily well-read. He's a former journalist, former uh, CEO of the Coast Business Council. Now he's in private, the private sector. And what's interesting, I bring him into this conversation. I really don't know his thinking about Elon Musk. So you're going to see it all sort of unfold here on the show. But uh, without any further ado, let me welcome uh, my friend Ashley back to Coast. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Ricky. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. Okay, so Elon Musk buys Twitter for forty-four billion dollars. Some of it's his money. There's some. There's some. There's some uh, capital from banks in there. Uh, that's actually quite important. And there's other other capital that's in there. Um, so he's got about a billion dollars worth of debt to pay off. And uh, the first quarter of this year, uh, Twitter lost two hundred seventy million dollars. So they're on they're on track to to lose about a billion dollars, but no one wants to talk about the business side. They're only focused on the employees that he's letting go and the changes that he's immediately making in moderation. Everybody, it really at the end of the day, it's all about Trump. That's what that's what it's about. But media media is like hyper focused on him. Because maybe they see the changes that are coming to social media. I don't know. What's your read on on what you see so far? Well, you know, I, everything you said, I think, hits a mark with me. I have been watching this news about Twitter very closely. Obviously, I've always been very interested in Elon Musk. He's kind of a guy that has fascinated me, and I've probably read just about everything out there about him you could read over over a number of years And here's the thing I think a lot of the media is getting wrong about this. Um, We tend to jump right into the to the puddle of the culture wars anytime there's something controversial in our society. And and I just don't see Elon Musk as a guy who's all that worried about culture wars or politics uh, or social justice movements. I mean, you know, look, he, he plays in that sandbox, but I think he does it very strategically. What Elon Musk has done with Twitter is he has made a business decision because he sees there a platform that has incredible quantity of users and incredible opportunity to diversify revenue streams over time. And I think it's important when you talk about Twitter to look back at when Elon Musk was running PayPal, one of the founders and was running PayPal, you know, He got pushed out of PayPal, but his vision with PayPal 
was not simply to have an online payment platform that could be used to purchase things. He viewed it as if we can get enough money flowing through the PayPal system, then PayPal can be this innovative kind of catalytic change that can do away with banks across the world uh, and and create this sort of digitized online monetary and finance system. Um, He he looked at it from the standpoint, look, if, if we can get people to start putting their money into PayPal, rather than just using it, using it for transactions, it could become the largest bank in the world. And in some ways, his vision outpaced probably the patience and the, the vision of the, of the shareholders and the folks that were making the decisions there. And of course, look at what he's going on to do now with, with SpaceX and with Tesla. But Twitter, I think, is the same type of a situation. You know, He's not looking at Twitter saying, hey, I, I really love the social media space. I'm a Twitter user. And so you know, I want a hobby. He's looking at it from the standpoint of we have a digital future on our hands. The next 10 years is going to see more change in the digital world uh, than, than any time that we could have ever imagined. And it's going to go beyond even what I think we can comprehend today. And he looks at it from a standpoint of if I can monetize this through all the diversified revenue streams that are possible through Twitter, using it as essentially the, the, the hub for all of this online activity and these financial movements, uh, then we've got something there that can be an incredible economic force. And so I really think that's what's behind his decision making. And what you're seeing right now is the growing pains of a guy that's having to you know, really uh, lean out a very fat company uh, that was operating f- far too much like a, a, a social movement and far too little like a business. I think that's extraordinarily well put. WeChat, China with WeChat has done essentially that, create this super super app. He calls it the uh, App X. He likes that X, you know, as in SpaceX, and has got a son named X. But App X is literally going to be a super app, a super app where you do where you're doing video and and you're doing payment systems and you're doing, as you pointed out, a lot of lot of revenue diversification. Now look, there's a lot of competition in that space because. Facebook and Snapchat and so many others are in that space trying to create their own super app, uh, apps. I think he's got a good chance to do it. But you're right. I mean, if you look at 238 million daily users on te- on, te- on Twitter, dude, that's unbelievable. And it, what one analyst said, well, what happens if they lose half their users over these changes? Well, only there's only been a million defection. I mean, in the scheme of things, if you've got a base of 238 million, that's not bad uh, that you've lost a million uh, daily users since uh, since you made this change. Um, they have 90% advertising now. That's over 400 billion dollars a year. Uh, they you know they have 500 and something million dollars that's in licensing fees and stuff like that. So they're mostly an advertising medium now. There's no doubt in the in my mind at all that his goal is to create a super app. And the other thing is that I think he also understands. I do I do believe strongly. There's certain he'll say that he doesn't care about the business side, but there's no way that you can have the number of investors in this conversation and them not being uh, concerned about the billion dollars in debt service that needs to occur. But I think he really does believe that the kind of moderation that was happening 
His biggest concern, if, if you ever heard a conversation, his concern is not nu- nuclear war. His concern is artificial intelligence. He's worried about what are artificial, what's going to happen with artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is used to determine what our news feeds are, and those are divided. You know, they're they're created by rules. And if the people who are making those rules are sort of one side of the ledger politically, it's going to play out. He says you can't do that in the social media world. We need to have free speech. He says when someone says something that you you don't like and you don't like the person who says it then that's a good thing and we've we've got to become more tolerant in that Re- the reality is is actually that you and I the, the world that we live in today if you and I start to have a intellectual discussion about one side or the other because we might agree with an argument on the other side suddenly we're either a left winger or a right winger and that's what happens that's what happens in society today we need to have free, open and free discussions, and not not all speech is as you can have. There's, there's there is free speech, but there are laws that guide us, and not only the laws of America, but there's laws that guide Twitter and every every country where they do business. It's super complicated. I think he's got a chance to pull it off. I really do. He's got you said it. Fat culture. You, you've got, you've got. They had lost their mission. He thinks they have a billion dollars too much in infrastructure. If you do do the analysis on the employees that he's let go, you're talking about over a billion dollars in savings there. I know you're losing institutional knowledge, but that's what that's what you have to do when you want to change a culture dra- dramatically, and that's what he's done. Yeah, you're absolutely correct about that. You know, and uh, you know, look from a businessman standpoint, when you're not looking at it through the lens of, uh, you know, because I mean, let me just back up and say, I think oftentimes folks see him as being a free speech warrior, and I think he's doing that because it's convenient for his larger goal. But the more debate, the more controversy that's occurring on Twitter, the more traffic is moving through that website, and the more opportunity he has to monetize it. So you're darn right he wants free speech, because at the end of the day, by making it an echo chamber uh, it, it's not going to move the money through there the way it will if it has controversy. You know, that that's something that sells in our society. So, you know, I, I don't doubt his, you know, I don't doubt his ethics. But on the same note, uh, I think he's a little bit less worried about free speech and more about making sure that he's pushing traffic through that website through whatever means he can get it. Well, I think you're right. And that's why he went ahead and made the decision about Trump, uh, you know, Again, I'm not making a value statement about whether Trump should be there or not, but the fact that he made the decision and he controls that he did, and he did it through a poll, and that made people talk about it in any kind of engagement, whether negative or positive, is good for him. He brought Marjorie Taylor Greene back on, Babylon B back on. I'm looking at this Kathy Griffin. That's the other side. Got her back on. Jordan Peterson, which I was surprised that he was banned. You know, what he believes is that you shouldn't be permanent bans in the future, that, that you know, you ought to have very significant timeouts. And he's going to have this this moderation group that comes together, and they're going to focus on it. He uh, he sort of disbanded the safety committee, and I read a read a note this morning where some of them cried when he did it. Those are the folks who built into the artificial intelligence these rules that might give certain political points of view more weight than others. And he he I guess he just decided he's going to start over on that agenda, and uh, and it's going to make a lot of noise, and that noise is going to create more users. And you already have 238. 
million a day engaged? Lord, how mercy. What what will the future hold? When we come back, we can continue this conversation with Ashley Edwards about this really dynamic Twitter situation. And uh, we'll see you after this. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. There was a moment when Elon Musk was trying to figure out could he mass produce a model of the Tesla. And he literally went in, he talked about, he was like a week or two away from losing all liquidity. He was literally sleeping at the factory. And a lot of, a lot of the critics said it couldn't be done. And uh, he doubled down and he pulled it off. He talked about the near bankruptcy and the need to change culture and all the things that he's saying. Now, it's part of his playbook, frankly. But he knows what it means to do this. And I don't know if you saw the tweet. Uh, Gerard referred to it yesterday, but I had certainly seen it as well, where you had, uh, you had Elon Musk at 1 o'clock in the morning holding court with all these young engineers yeah. at the headquarters for Tesla, excuse me, for Twitter. Um, when you do things like that, that's, that's sort of game-changing, culture-changing kinds of things. He knows exactly what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah, he does exactly what he's doing. I mean, look, there's no you, you don't take one guy who comes out there and turns PayPal into a behemoth, uh, you know, paves the way to make human beings an interplanetary species, changes the nature of our transportation system uh, on the Earth's surface uh, and then dives into this that doesn't know what he's doing in business. And, you know, you made a great point earlier, Ricky, which is. Uh, you know, he's not just pulling money out of his back pocket here that he can play around with. There are banks behind this, and you better bet that they saw a very good plan for how they were going to make their money back and then some uh, by putting this money in his hand. So even with Elon Musk, you know, the banks are still not out there writing him blank checks without a business plan. And, you know, it goes back to something the last time I was on your show, I mentioned it. You know, as, as we look ahead in this incredible economic change we're seeing, Five years ago, there were 50 million, excuse me, 50 billion connected devices in the world. We're up to nearly 500 billion today. When we get into the future, we're going to have a trillion connected devices with a trillion or excuse me, hundreds of trillions of connected sensors, all that are communicating through. And Elon Musk knows that that's going to be generating traffic and that traffic generates revenue. And as this continues to expand and grow, what he's doing is trying to create the infrastructure uh, to be able to monetize it. You know, Tesla was a route to be able to develop incredible electric battery technology and the and the gigantic means of production to make a worldwide product. You know, and so he sees Twitter as having that that base of infrastructure. And if you think about it, you know, if you're tra- starting from scratch trying to create a super app that in ten years will will help. Uh, all the transactions that are happening throughout humanity, uh, there's only a few really candidates that you would have right now, Facebook, Twitter, a few others that have that kind of reach in the world. And so he went out and bought one of them so that he can kind of mold this into the into his vision, this sort of innovative vision that he has uh, for creating this incredible commerce product. And I, you know, I think he will be successful in it. 
but it's not going to it's not going to happen overnight, obviously. And he's going to have to do a lot to to change the way the company operates with a much different mission in mind. And so I think what you see now are the early stages of him starting to put that into place. Well, he's, he's saying that we're not going to get there incrementally. We're going to we have to make dramatic changes to the culture. That goal was not to make money. I mean, come on, man. They were not innovating. They were. Uh, I, I, I get. I think. I think it's fair to say that many of them were social justice warriors, and they they felt that. And listen, I don't. I don't fault them for that. But the reality is, when you're, that's your focus, you're not focused on innovation in a in a world where there's high competition and and things changing so rapidly in this space that you've got to be on top of your game. And look, you pointed out. We discussed it shortly. Is the reality is forty four billion dollars, but I mean he didn't just take all that money out of his pocket. Twelve point five billion uh, came from banks. Another over seven billion came from equity. You know, again we mentioned that, but that's a lot of money, buddy. You know, that's you don't you don't see banks and equity firms investing that kind of money in this world in this moment if they don't think there's going to be a return on their investment, if they didn't think that, that Elon was going to be able to, to pay out that billion dollars in, in, in annual uh, you know, uh, servicing of the debt. So um, there's a lot of smart people engaged in this conversation. And one of the things that I just want to really come back to, and that is this, that we've talked about this before, all this massive amount of data they're collecting on us. Let's take Facebook, for example, and then they're using an ad delivery tool based on all this data they're collecting from us to give us information in our feeds that we, they think we want to see. Now, look, they've announced they're going to start to move away from that and make make our feeds much more like our friends, like it used to be, uh, and that they're going to put more focus in sort of this um, this this uh, short video, uh, you know, real approach. And uh, they have to, obviously, because they're get, they're getting eaten alive in that area right now. You know, Facebook lost this mission too. They were he were, they were spending billions and billions of dollars on the future, and they forgot that they had to do cash flow today. And as you saw, the the investors uh, said, "Wait, man, we don't like the, the direction of this company." So they're all sort of floundering right now, man. And this is a real opportunity for Elon to do something that's going to change social media forever. I believe it. Don't you? I do. You know, and you look, you mentioned Donald Trump earlier. I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump. You know that. But if I had a social media platform that was making money from clicks, you're darn right I'd want him on there. You know, so it's the pragmatism of business versus the lack of pragmatism you see in these kind of culture war conversations. And Elon Musk is a businessman. He is a he's a he's a visionary. He's many steps ahead of most of us. He will be surrounded by really, really smart people who are engaged and they're going to revolutionize Twitter. I'm banking on it. I believe that's what's going to happen. Anyway, listen, hope you're doing well, my friend. Take care, and we will see you soon. Thank you, Ricky. You bet. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.